Whoa, it's the illusion reporting from somewhere on Spaceship Earth. Uh, please excuse the background noise. I'm uh, on Interstate 80, somewhere between Vallejo and uh, Wheatland, California, going to see my second night of Ween. I just spent the afternoon with Jordan Richter. We did a little bit of skateboarding. We went up and had lunch in San Francisco. Oh, boy, talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. Jiminy Crickets, man. We <laughs> we, we took a, we went up there to kind of see the, uh, the apocalypse stuff, you know, the... Um, I just want to see what's going on down in San Francisco. And uh, I don't know, seem to be business as usual. Your standard fare of, of junkies sleeping in the streets and crazy people, but uh, no poop in the streets. And um, we went out lunch at a, a Pakistani place in the Westfield Mall there on Market Street, and all the businesses were open. And um, it really did just seem to be business as usual. While I'm driving through a uh, by American Canyon exit 36, and it's just sort of that beautiful California farmland, some old ranch houses, and a lot of empty space. And I'm right next to the urban area. But anyway, so uh we finished up lunch and we were like, let's go up to Hayden Ashbury because, you know, we both lived up there in the uh, in the early 90s, dude, as skateboarders at the uh, golden time of San Francisco skating. And so we were like, all right, let's go up to Hayden Ashbury and see some, you know, bong shops and tie dyes and see what's going on up there. Right. And I don't know, dude, I was Google Google mapping and dude, it. it you know, whatever, I'm following the instructions. I kind of know where I'm going, dude. You know, I lived in San Francisco. I've been going to, up in San Francisco my whole life. And so you kind of know where the districts are. You know that the Castro is where the, uh, you know, where the gay people live and do their freak show stuff. But the Castro is pretty tame, like, except for it used to be a tick every now and then little nightly, they'd have like big events, whatever, dude. So, uh, well, I don't know. We're we're down, I don't know, down by the 101 somewhere, kind of because we're south of market, making our way. I'm not really paying enough much attention, dude. Jordan and I are talking about being dads and children and God and you know, Jordan and I like to chop it up when we talk. And so all of a sudden we see a dude st- sitting at the crosswalk on his bicycle. And but he's buck naked. I mean, buck naked, junk flapping in the wind naked, dude. Except he's got his bike helmet on, right? He doesn't keep his head naked. He just, but he's riding his bike. He's sitting there waiting for the thing, and we're laughing, man. Oh my God, look at that dude, dude. You know, because San Francisco basically is an open air zoo at this point. We had seen a furry when we first pulled into the city, dude. We were on Fifth. Heading up to uh, Market Street, and there, there was literally a furry dude with the tail, the ears, the whole outfit. You know, I got some photos of it, dude. A furry dude, like a full, broad daylight walking in public furry dude. And um, and if you don't know what a furry is, dude, do some research. But uh, so 
whatever. We we're just kind of into the comedy of it all. And so we see the we see the naked guy with his bike helmet on and his bike, and we're laughing. And then all of a sudden we see a, a dude in like naked and full bondage care gear. I mean like butt ass naked, but with bondage gear on. And we're like, whoa, dude, like hectic, man. Like, look at that dude just walking around. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight, walking down the street, just buck naked in bondage gear. And we're like, wow, grim. Then we see another one. And then all of a sudden we realize like we're in like some, I don't know what's going on. There is just butt ass naked people in dog masks and bondage gear. There was some sort of, you know, smut parade going on and and it was hectic, dude. Like all of a sudden we're like, dude, we're, we're pulling the ripcord. Get us out of, get us out of here, dude. Cause it was like, it was like too much, dude. If you had, if you had been an unsuspecting parent trying to make your way over to, to hate Nashbury, dude, you would have been horrified. And we're full-blown adults and we were horrified. It was it was a bit much, dude. I haven't seen that many <sighs> naked dudes in a while. If ever. I don't even remember like when I lived in San Francisco in the nineties, you know, I don't ever remember it being that out of hand. And it was broad daylight on a Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon, just smut fast i mean dudes in dog masks and gimp masks and their junk hanging out and bondage gear and i don't i don't understand but you know yeah i don't even know if that's what i'm talking about but so as i'm driving and i had this realization driving in yesterday on the, by the way the ween show is rad it was transformational so i'm driving and i'm driving right now and and you realize there's no turning this machine off there are just people everywhere. Just a lot of a lot of people behind steering wheels going about their business. I mean, I want to say there's no turning the machine off, but I guess they did turn the machine off a couple years ago. There wasn't anyone driving around. I remember driving around on the freeways in the urban areas, empty. So, I mean, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is is whatever this thing is, this organism, this machine, this urban human center of, of whatever it is, it's full tilt boogie, dude. It's not, it's not turning off anytime soon, dude, at all. I don't know if that's good or bad or whatever it is, but like, I, I think I've been up on the mountain a little bit. I haven't, been cruising around and like dude it's hectic and i don't mean like hectic i mean hectic in a non-judgmental way like dude there's a i just a car just passed me a corvette with the murica three amps murica license plate but uh it's a lot of people man and it's going on dude and I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's anyone in charge. I really don't. I think, I think, I think one of the big hustles is everybody self-regulating. Everybody thinks someone's in charge. So they actually are behaving as if they're, but there's nobody in charge of this, dude. It is, it is too big. 
there there is something something massive going on here the human the human amoeba is in is in full swing and i think i kind of need to see that i mean stuff's being built everywhere it's funny i was in san francisco and you know the amount of money that's been dumped into san francisco recently i mean it it looks like on a certain level it looks like you know some sort of like lego city it's all pristine and perfect you know when you look above the ground level and ground levels got a lot of just broken people laying in the streets which I, which i guess like compared to all the dudes in the bondage gear with their butts hanging out and their junk junk flapping in the wind really like the people laying in the street junkies are are tame like they're really not hurting anyone they're just literally like asleep in the sunlight in the middle of the day dude just junkied out i don't know they're not they don't seem to be a danger to the kids which i think is like the sad part about like it's so inhumane man the inhumanity of of just the open air thing i don't know but again it is it's like i think that everybody thinks that there's somebody like master planning it and maybe there is i don't know dude i i just don't see it dude i just see i just see it's i mean i'm driving up to 80 right now they're like doing all sorts of work on the highway dude like there's all sorts of construction going on everywhere dude there's definitely they're definitely like i this is what i i always think of when i get out on the road again is and you see the construction of the interstates like if there was a giant like controlled human culling going on like yeah like they're they're like going to thin the population down and there's like somebody running the show why would you be expanding the interstates why would you be building new interstate interchanges right like I got it. Got to keep the people busy, dude. Got to keep the people busy, dude. But I don't I don't know if that's I don't even I, that that seems to be a little bit too much of a thought if that makes any sense. Like that's too deep of a thought. I I don't think there's any depth going on here. I just think that I just think there's something that's going on that's so out of control. You know like when those dudes were like, you know, I you know I don't believe in the nuclear bomb stuff, right? But supposedly part of the urban myth is like before they lit off, you know, the Trinity test and the first the first bomb out there in the Nevada desert or wherever it was, New Mexico or wherever it was, that you know the scientists were worried that it was going to cause a chain reaction and you know eliminate life on the planet. I I I think that's what this is. I think this is just a chain reaction, dude. I don't think there's any any stopping this thing. And I don't I don't buy into the whole I mean I could be totally off base here. I don't think there's any stop in this human machine thing going on and I don't I don't real I think that the big 
like thermonuclear end of it all. I think that's just wishful thinking. I think they put that in there to make people think that there's some sort of control mechanism for the human human thing and that like I like I know it's a weird concept, but I think people find thermonuclear destruction or comforting because it means that this thing is like somehow controllable. Like, oh yeah, they just if these guys push the button, it all comes to a screeching halt. I don't think that's I don't think I don't think there's any button you can push to bring this thing to a screeching halt. I don't think so. Oh, but then some lab there, they've got some, you know, weaponized smallpox, anthrax, Marburg's disease in a test tube. And if they just drop one of the test tubes, like, you know, like the hundredth monkey, it's game over for humanity. I just, I think that's wishful thinking, dude. Oh, here's, here's America again, dude. America, dude. I'm passing America, dude. It's like some, it's like a bald Mexican dude, dude. It's the hottest, dude. He gets it. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, like, I'm right, right now I'm, like, passing, like, they're, like, expanding the freeway zone, dude. They got a whole thing going on. This freeway right through here is going to be, it's already four lanes on each side, so that's eight lanes, and it looks like they're adding at least two more to each side. So, you know, they're not, they're not slowing this thing down any bit. Like, they're getting ready to add more cards. You know, Comfort Eagle all the way, dude. And, and then I'm like, we're not that far. And it's just like the hills with the oak trees. It's there's like a beauty to this too, dude. I don't know. I, I, I what I, I think what I'm struggling with, and I've been trying to like, you know, convey here is, eternal, eternal pessimistic optimism. That's what I always describe as people ask me, like, are you a pessimist or an optimist? I go, I'm a pessimistic optimist, dude. I really, I really do see the folly of humanity, but I also see that there's something beautiful underneath the surface of it all. I mean, that could only be like God, right? Like, like the grace, like the the perfection of God and all of that kind of stuff. But I mean, I see it all around me right now. And yet they're like, it's, I, it is, I think in a weird way, if you really want to battle the thing right now, like a, the warrior's perspective of battle, not just the uh, idealistic battle, you just have to go out and be successful so that you can have a successful family and not lose track of that. I had a big talk with Jordan today about about this thing of, of, you know, being successful and financially independent business. And and it really comes down to it like you can't lose track of the dinner table, of the family at the dinner table and staying focused and being a parent. Like it seems to me from my perspective limited as it is it is is the real battle is just to to raise healthy children dude to to keep some sort of cohesive momentum 
in the in the raising of children, dude, and and ensure that that they don't come they come out less spun out than than I am, you know, or you are, whoever. Like it seems to be like the only way to really push back against this thing is to have children and make sure that they're that they have God and have discernment and have a healthy disposition to like explore reality and not lose track of God, not see God as the enemy. You know, that's, that's the thing, right? Lead by example. And then you realize that, you know, you're, you're like, not you, but me, the you're, you're the you're that is me is like the worst example ever. And I'm like, I consider, I like, I know I'm a good dad, but I suck at it. Like, that's the, that's the, oh, you're doing too hard on yourself. No, I mean, like, literally, like, I'm like a super good dad, and I'm still, like, terrible at it. <laughs> like, really am, really bad at it, dude. And I don't know what to make of that sometimes, dude. I, you know, you just do the best you can. But, like, you know, Jordan and I were talking about it is, like, you know, when you keep breaking promises to yourself, like personal promises, like, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start getting up and working out or I'm going to do this. or I'm going to I'm going to promise myself this and that, like the private personal promises. And then you keep falling, falling through on your promises. It, it's really like it's really is like a, a, a hard thing to fathom sometimes of like what it all means and like, what are what are we doing? And, and uh, I just want to make sure I'm not going to the wrong place. I really feel like I'm going to the wrong place all of a sudden. Is it really outside of Yuba City, dude? Whoa, dude. Really? Is that where Wheatland is? Holy smoke. I just got to make sure I'm getting zeroed in on my... Is that, the, is that my venue right there? It sure looks like it. Why does it not say Lacatane? All right. I'm going to have to end this podcast. And for I'll, I'll circle back. i got a long drive tonight. But uh, I'll circle back. i got to make sure I'm going to the right place. Dude. California. Figure. Oh, dude, I didn't end the I didn't end the thing. I'm gonna do because I mentally ended it, but I forgot to hit the stop button. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I just left there, if anything. But uh, uh, it's just like a commercial interruption. Don't forget to uh, tip your talker if you find any value what we're talking about. I'm gladly uh, accept your contributions and donations, emails. 
and links below. PayPal is, is my email. And uh, with that said, I will get you on the next part. Oops, I just hit a bunch of traffic. All right, man, we're, uh, we're back. Just got out of the Ween show. It was absolutely phenomenal. So I, I have to report this. Like, and I went and confirmed this with another human being that I wasn't crazy. So I, I was sitting outside and I just decided to like watch the crowd leave the show, right? And, and to a person, except for the one dude who wasn't even part of the scene, every single person looked like they had been in a car wreck. And I don't mean just drunk and on drugs. I mean every single person person had like like uh, was out of shape walking crooked and like it was like all their limbs were twisted and 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 I sat there and I was like I started to feel like I was on mind-bending drugs right but I'm stone cold sober dude like and I started to watch it and I, and I just, all I want to do was see like one normal person, just like one walk by. I sat there for like 20 minutes. I watched everybody, like a, th- a couple thousand people walk by. And the only dude who was normal was this like black guy who was obviously not part of the crowd, dude. He was like worked at the casino or was doing something at the casino. And so I walked up to him. I go, hey, man, let me ask you something. It's kind of random. I go, is it me or is every single person walking by look like they've been in a car wreck? He's like, they're, they're, a lot of them are drunk. I go, no, I don't mean drunk. I mean just the way their like limbs are moving. Like none of them walk like with their legs properly and every one of them's like it's like this woke apocalypse it is literally like the zombie stuff that you that everyone's like fat and sloppy and out of shape and weird it it, it kind of freaks me out on on a certain level because i'm like i don't really like to sit and trip and it's like like, I just went and rock and rolled with them. But I, I just want, I was like, there's got to be, like, one person that comes by that I can, like, I don't know, like, be like, all right, that's a that's a person who's going to drive home to their family and, like, is totally, like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but, like, square. And I, and I don't mean square in, like, the mental metaphysical sense. I mean like square physically. It it really kind of freaks me out what I was just watching. Like you throw on top that everybody like was in that sort of weird woke. Cause Oakland was normal last night. Like I'm up in like, like 40 minutes North of Sacramento out in the middle of like nowhere. I mean, I guess a lot of these people probably from Chico and, you know, I guess colleges in the area, but there was just really something weird I just observed with, like, the invasion of the aliens. Like, they're here. Like, like, 
you have you almost have to like I like there's like all right this is like kind of the weird thing like you almost have to be on drugs for all these people to like kind of be square physically if you know what I mean like if you were on drugs they might actually like snap into like like a balance a physical, like every, no, I, I, what I'm trying to say is like every single one of them was walking weird. And I don't mean like drunken, you can spot a drunken person walking. Even the drunken people had something like weird with their body. Like there, there wasn't one rego in the bunch. Like it kind of trips me out. Like, and I like, I'm not a rego by, I'm a freak. And yet I was like the normalest person at this thing, dude. I don't know, dude. It It's sort of horrifying. Like, I don't know, dude. I've had a trippy day today of just <sighs> super ho- hopeful yet. Man, there, it is. There is something broken going on. All right, I got to get on the road and figure out my map. Did I just had to like, like live time this like note to you because like I felt crazy. I really did. And then I just asked this dude and he's like, no, dude, you're not crazy. Every single person that's walked by me because he had been he had walked by me like halfway through the onslaught of people. So I knew he got a good lens and he was standing there like waiting for someone to pick him up or something. So he saw what was, he saw the people passing him. And I was just like, dude, he's like, yeah, it's a car wreck, dude. That's the only way I can describe it is everybody, you know, when you see someone who's been in like a gnarly car wreck, like years down the line that, you know, and they've broken like serious bones and had serious like physical trauma to the body, you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit, they walk with a weird gait and, and they're, you know, they're stiff and they're like, it's, it was very much like that. And then you throw on the, all the freak attire and the weirdos and the whole thing. There wasn't like, I I can't illustrate it enough. I should have just ran a video of it all, but there was not one regular looking person in the bunch and and i'm not talking about like dude i'm like a deadhead freak show weirdo like there's like this girl walking by right now to her car she's like she's dragging her feet she's holding her arms in the weirdest way she's not drunk like her she's all pigeon-toed they're all like it was like yeah it's like everybody is pigeon-toed like, I'm still watching some of them, dude. They're all, like, pigeon-toed and lumbering along. And they're all, like, super unhealthy looking. The drugs have really damaged these people. And it's hard for me to say that because I'm, like, a full, like, drug user or was. But they are fucked up, man. Holy shit. I'm watching this new group come walking. They're all smoking cigarettes and they're all stringy. They're either like super stringy and hairy or like super overweight and out of breath. It's like 
not one not that I could literally like physically outdo every single person I just watched in the last half an hour. Like I mean like run laps around them, dude. And I haven't I haven't ran and and you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to be a dick about it either, dude. That's what I that's what I'm trying to get. I'm I'm really just totally baffled by it. Like like I it makes Right, I'm back. Ah, been driving all night. It's about 8:30 in the morning. Just kind of winding my way up the uh, Kern River through the canyon between Bakersfield and Lake Isabella on the 178. Oh man, it's uh, you know, one of the good things about leaving home sometimes is just how grateful you are to be coming home. I, uh, you know, it's, it's early in the morning and I just, the mountains and the scenery and just the, uh, the sublime beauty of the mountains. I get to live here, man. I get to live here and I'm truly, I'm truly grateful where I live and you know it's taken me a it's taken me a little while to realize that this is my home you know this is where I live this is where my family and I live due to the grace of God this is where God has put us on the uh, on the Kern River man on Lake Isabella it's uh it's an interesting thing, but like, you know, this is my home. I'm returning home right now. and uh, I'm shot out, tired. I've seen, I've almost seen way too much in the uh, last 48 hours. It's going to be about a 48-hour rip, dude. And uh, yeah, I, I have... I, I'm just, I'm super grateful to live in the hills away from the freaks and the weirdos. Man, that, what I saw yesterday makes me so grateful I'm young and healthy. You know, it's funny, I, I left the mountain and it was, you know, I got to that show on in, uh, in Oakland, right? And I was walking in and I was like, wow, we've all gotten older, haven't we? And then after seeing what I've seen in, in San Francisco and the crowd leaving the show in Wheatland, man, I'm young, dude. I'm young. I'm just a puppy, dude. I don't know. It's uh, I feel refreshed. I was like tired from driving all night. You know, I slept in the curled up in the back seat of my my truck in the uh in a rest area so i didn't get a good night's sleep at all to say the least but man i feel good dude i feel good my voice is shot out i'm a little bit sore my hips bugging me but man i feel good i feel young i feel vibrant i'm ready to get back home and 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 work I, I realized that, you know, what I've been doing the last year and a half hasn't really been work. It's sort of been stress. 
you know, building a new world and a new reality for yourself. It's a very stressful operation and you think you're, you're working, but really you're just sort of stressing, just trying to get this done and do that and make sure that happens. And I got to work again. And, and, you know, I, I've always kind of understood that, you know, or learned, I don't think I've always understood. I've learned recently in my sober life is if you do, if you do what you love, you'll never have to like have a job or work, right? And, and the energy and the currency will flow to you. I, I, that was a very good conversation I had with, with Jordan yesterday about currency and because, you know, we, we get caught in a monetary currency and, and, and forget about electromagnetic currency, you know, the God currency coming from the ether, our, our birthright, the, uh, the technology of, of interdimensional connectivity to, to God. And, you know, I saw, I, I got a good look at what the godless look like, man, Hope that didn't blow out your speaker right there. But man, that debauchery in San Francisco. Oh, bro. Uh, I don't even know how people get to a place in their life where they want to live like that or be like that. or It just seems so dirty and filthy. And I don't mean like just dirty in a pornographic way. I mean dirty and filthy, just a grimy thing like who would want to walk around naked in the filthy streets of San Francisco I mean I don't I don't know dude I mean I get I get walking around naked in the in the hills dude I get walking around naked in the forest I that totally makes I get walking around naked in a in a in a field full of tall grass that makes total sense to me walking around in a in a filthy filthy city doesn't make any sense to me but it's not for me to make sense right like that's I, I don't need to drift into that mindlessness dude that is what it is and then and then just being at that show last night you know sober and just see it dude I will say last night's show was phenomenal I got a whole different perspective. You know, the night before I was way up in the rafters as far back from from the band as as possible, ultimately. And, you know, last night was general admission, but it wasn't crowded. But man, the crowd was the crowd was fired up, which was cool, even though they're a bunch of freaks and weirdos. And that's cool, too, man. But I really just got to watch the band Cause it was a little mellower, like, like the, the Oakland show was, was just heavy and, and just grinding rock and roll, just dirty bass lines and dirty guitar riffs and just, Ooh, just that kind of just, Ooh, just rock and roll. And, and last night was, you know, they kept saying it was like, you know, it's the Sunday vibe, dude. And, and it was a longer show and, and almost a better show. They really got into the music and 
I could just see them having fun, dude, like fun. And I, and I know, I know what that's like. I know what that's like to be in your early fifties and, and just be grateful to be grooving though. You're, you know, you're, you're looking older, man, a little gray here, a little losing a little hair there, you know, a little pot belly-ish, you know, a little bit out of shape, but still getting after it, man. Still, it, it inspired me to see they were still living the dream, dude. They were still living the dream, dude. They wanted to be, they wanted to be rock and rollers and, and they still are, man. Not all these years later, dude. And, and to see the smiles on their face and, See, just, just the good vibes. And, and I've been with them through the dark times too, dude, when they weren't grooving, man. And when they weren't, they weren't in the vibe, dude, with each other. Or they were just, you know, punching the clock. Punching the clock, rock and roll style, dude. Nah, they were, they were, they were truly stoked on the vibe. And then to get out of the show right after a whole sober experience of boogieing and the whole thing and just watch the uh, watch all the people that have been in the traffic rack all drunk and high on drugs and whatever they're taking nowadays. I don't know, dude. Just looked, looked sketchy. And, and, and just to be grateful, just to be grateful that somehow I've managed to stay healthy and intact and physically fit kind of a youthful glow so to speak after all these years man you know i put in my time in the uh debauchery dude i mean definitely not that sketchy san francisco debauchery but definitely the uh the post wheatland show debauchery of just just being 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 post-drug spun just looking for a way home i i still was just tripping on just everybody got in their car dude i didn't see i didn't see a whole the one dude the illusion fan guy i so i ran into this dude who i i ran ran into 10 years ago at a melvin show and he called he called me out he's like yo illusion i can't believe you're here and here he was 10 years later man and uh we got, we talked before the show and he's like, yeah, I'm going to camp out. I'm going to sleep in the parking lot, man. You know, I'm drinking and stuff and this. And I was like, that dude gets it, man. That dude gets it. Most people just got in their cars and, and uh, took everybody's life into their own hand. It's, it's still hard for me to wrap around in 2023. People are drinking and driving, but I guess they are, dude. Uh, here I am. I'm. I. I can see my the mountains behind my house. I'm. A, I can see the dam. I'm about to get off exit 43 and make my way around the lake. I'm. I'm like. Just want to go lay down, but I'm excited to see uh, the family, the wife, the son. Super grateful. The uh, the daughter's off. Like living her life and doing well for herself, dude. Got a couple jobs. Got a boyfriend who's, who's pretty cool. I approve. The last couple, I definitely didn't. They were, they were straight up losers, but I like the new guy, dude. Because, you know, my daughter's gnarly, dude. She, uh, she will bowl, bowl you over, dude. You got to You got to have. You got to have some spine, dude, or she will run you over like a 
like a Southern Pacific locomotive, dude, if you give her the chance, dude. So this dude seems to be pretty, uh, pretty legit. Man. We'll see. You never know, dude. You know, 18 year olds doing their thing. So only time will tell. But uh, yeah, so getting back to the uh, the thing, right? Man, there is some, it is broken down there, dude. It, it's that thing I was talking about on the first part of this video is like, there's no stopping the machine. Whatever it is, there's no stopping the machine. That thing is, is full bore ahead, but it's definitely broken. It's definitely not solution oriented. They're definitely not, there's definitely no fixing it. You know, it is some old beat up, beat up truck with 500,000 miles on it that's that that's going to keep on plugging along with duct tape and bailing wire and you know red you know coke coca-cola labels over the over the taillights right like that you know with one one hang one one hanging headlight dude and a cracked window dude but uh you know it's still wow the lakes i just got around the corner the lake's all glassy and smooth it's monday everybody went home after the weekend it's uh wow wow what a beautiful what a beautiful place i live yeah and what would be, I like, that's the thing I, you know, I was talking to Jordan about it. Like, you know, I'm just grateful I didn't move out of California, dude. I know California is the fallen state. It's woke. It's, it's total debauchery, but man, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. I, I, I'm optimistic. You know, if you would ask me the, the most optimistic place I was, was in all the, on the last 40 hours would have been downtown Oakland, dude. I, I don't think I would have truly understood, but I could see something. There was a, there was something in the corner of downtown Oakland that gave me optimism. I don't know what it was. I, I, I guess it, it, it's just, no matter how far down the scale we have fallen, you know, matter how far down the scale we have fallen our, our we can share our story right so I, I see I see uh, I see Oakland as a, as a place where we're like rebirth can occur San Francisco's lost that place is that place has got a long fall ahead of it man and yeah the the the, uh, the hyper the hyper everything's closed crime i didn't really see it but the debauchery the just sodom and gomorrah aspect of san francisco i mean it was always there and i think i always appreciated that part of san francisco you know i always appreciated there was you know there was the like a district where the where the where people could do whatever weird stuff they needed to do in their little weird zone. But what I, what I saw yesterday was like, oh, they don't even respect the boundaries of decency 
in their indecency. You know, the the real secret to indecency is is knowing how to like protect your indecency from those who don't need, but they don't care anymore. Like they've they've broken through the wire, dude. They've 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 realized that like they have it's a free for all up there, dude. It's uh. It was horrifying, dude. I have to, I have to say, and you know, and circling back is like that crowd getting out of the the show last night freaked me out, dude. Not, yeah, it freaked me out, man. Like, I just wanted to see like one healthy looking person, man, and there just wasn't any. And I guess, man, like that's that's what the future looks like for one sort of aspect of. I don't know if those people make the timeline much more, man. It, there, there seems to be sort of a gummo. If you haven't seen, there's a movie called Gummo. And, and Gummo is super disturbing, dude. But that's what I felt like watching the crowd exit last night was like I was watching Gummo. Like, Gummo's the gnarliest, dude. And, and yet... It's America, man. It's America. But but the gummo timeline, you know, fades out because it just can't sustain itself, dude. But you know, the human the human condition is like really is in, impervious to the uh to the elements, dude. It's you know, it's like it's like you know it's like a tick, dude. Like ticks are like almost impossible to kill except by a fire dude you gotta like burn them up dude burn them up man because they you can't like crush them or any of that kind of stuff they're like armor plated little blood sucking machines and i and and certain aspect of humanity is a tick dude the tick on the surface of the earth dude but yet i mean Everything has its place, right? I, I don't get into the we don't belong thing and we're the cancer and the plague. I mean, yeah, there's a whole aspect to that, too, because of our actions and how we treat ourselves. But I think that's self-induced. I think if it like like that's the thing when I see, see that sort of like desolation of humanity and just debauchery and failed reality i i i do get optimistic because there's nowhere to go but up when you see that stuff like like dude my like my little shiny bright reality like i needed to i needed to cut see that just to come home and be like oh dude everything in my house is fine dude it's i mean it's got its own problems and chaos and stress and all the all the problems but compared to what's going on and and in the Bay Area, it's mellow, dude. It's super mellow. It's on the right track, dude. Healthy boy, healthy wife, healthy me. You know, trying to do our best to be like in a symbiotic relationship with our environment and and and, and the planet, God, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, we're up trying. Like, like you know what I. Prior, like a couple weeks ago, why I've been so quiet is I was just, I really did feel like I wasn't getting anywhere. Like I just was losing 
losing, losing, losing. And you do. You need to go take a step. You need to go take a drive every now and then. You just go drive around. I drove around a bunch today, dude, like the last two days. I, I put some miles on, dude. And I will tell you that we're doing okay up here on on the edge of Lake Isabella. We're doing okay up here in the Kern River Valley, you know? We are doing okay. We're, at the, we're, we're moving the ball up the court or down the field or wherever you move the ball, but we're moving it, man. And, huh, I just, uh, I'm refreshed. I'm refreshed. So, um, Thank you all for, for listening on this. I, I'm going to get, I'm getting back into the groove. I got to get back to working, right? And, and doing what I do and, and all that. So there's links down below if you want to support the channel or tip your talker or, uh, you know, look, it, it's the thing. It's a value for value model. If you find value in, in what I do, then, then you can return the value. But I, I always say that, the most important way you can, the most important thing you can do to show support for this channel is just, just go use the name tags and be cool to people. Like I even like, you know, there was a couple people like, you know, I, I met on the journey. I still use their name tags. I still treated them with humanity, even though I knew they were, they were pretty much people that would have been walking down the streets in there and they're letting their, letting their junk fly. But you know what? We got to show them the path forward, man. Cause at a certain point they're going to bottom out and then they're going to, they're going to look for, for answers. And you know, we got to be like, we got to be standing strong in our principles and our grace and our dignity and our, and the garden of our eyes uh, of love and forgiveness and, and empathy and use the name tags, people. Links down below. And uh, thank you for joining me on this uh, this journey.